Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. Golly. <laughs> what? That, that just took me by surprise for some reason. I forgot that we were having a podcast. Right. It's just, yes. Yes. Come back to us. Bring bring your astral form back. Listen, man. Um, I've been like looking at TikToks and seeing people angry about country music again. And it's just, oh boy. What a time to be alive. Well, and uh, both as a reminder and as an explanation of our circumstances, we're rocking the iPad life right now. Yes, um, we are. I am Macless currently, uh, but we do still have quite a lot of apples in the house, so we make it work. Uh, but when you do StreamYard on uh, on iPad, it doesn't play the music, so normally we get to vibe and enjoy the intro music, but it's just silence. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always this, is it working moment for us, yeah. but... We can't, um, we can't hear the clips either, so I can't get a U-Fool. Right. It's they can things. get a U-Fool, you, yes. but I can't get a U-Fool. Uh, as soon as, as soon as, 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 soon, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as, flames, flames. U-Fool! <laughs> uh, flames burning, uh, bur- burning fools. One more. Can, can I get, can I get a birdie mac laugh, please? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine because I can hear it in my head. Everybody can agree, regardless of your opinion, that Bernie Mac is the best part of Transformers. It's like, true. Come on, if we can't if we can't reach some common ground, that's got to be it. But anyway, uh, well, obviously, welcome to the madness. Um, we've got uh, Brennan duplicated here, uh, holding his spot early in line. Now there are two. Though. Right. Oh no, uh, it's getting out of hand here. Uh, but um, yeah. A great episode in store, and actually at the suggestion of the mythical guest himself. So, go ahead and roll him on in. There here he is. Hey, hello. Yes, hello there. Hello there, live now. Hello uh, there. Uh, good to have you back on, as always. Um, good to be here. Thank you for uh, really this whole episode because it was your idea uh, mm-hmm. a, a good little while ago. We were. Uh, inquiring the minds of our our sweet and dear patrons, and uh, you came up with um, this sort of conversation topic, um, spaghetti at the wall kind of thing of things that, uh, you know, Star Wars moments that kind of get to us, get us in our feels, Mm -hmm. maybe make us cry. Oh, no, for (laughs) sure. Make me cry, because you know that I am a crybaby. You're fully aware of that. (laughs) You're a crybaby. I am not. <laughs> um, I am sometimes. I, you know, it's got to, like, if I'm crying, like, people, which I really wouldn't do it around people, but, and, it, and it's not like a masculine thing. I don't, like, want people to, because there is that, like, stigma. It's mm. not that. It's just, like, I don't. Real it, men cry. Re, really real men cry. do cry. Um I just go through a lot of other emotions before I ever get to crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through several dwarves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Happy, don't be sneezy. Yeah. Exactly. 
Right. I get through six dwarves, and then finally there's Sabi. And then there's Doc. There's Doc, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's usually like a very, very emotional place. And so it's a very rare thing, thankfully. Um, But it's not to say I don't feel things. I just process them differently. So so a lot of this for me... Just like tech. Right, exactly. exactly. Uh, Oh, my God, I love Or as Omega says, tick. Tick. I loved that episode so much. Um, But yeah, uh, so for me, it's going to be a lot more of the feels and, and, and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might actually cry on on Kramer. <laughs> it won't be the first time. I Oh, well, okay. So uh, there is an episode way back when. It was when we were taught. We did an episode when we were at Celebration Chicago. Yeah. That's the one time I've cried. That's on true. Camera. I remember that. I don't think I've ever cried on camera, but we'll see. We'll it see. wasn't planned. <laughs> it wasn't planned. Between the heights of Star Wars and everything, I was just... We were talking about the Phantom Menace, if it puts it in perspective. It's true. Uh, which clearly we love. Uh, Listen, we were... I don't want to be rude to people who don't like some of these movies. Rude. Be rude. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder if you have a soul if you're not moved by something. Right, exactly. like what? What? Who hurt you? Uh, yeah, that, who in there? Yeah. If uh, well, I don't want to spoil any of my things on my list. Well, there's certain like, well, things that if you're not moved by it, then what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, because we we were uh, very gratefully recently on your pod um, talking mm-hmm. about the Phantom Menace, and it's that same thing where it's like, okay, if the jokes don't land with Jar Jar, like you can't tell me. You didn't feel anything in that moment where Shmi sent off Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, you know, it, it's not always going to be winners, but there's no denying the fact that Star Wars has those moments that really hit us. And, yeah. and don't pretend like you didn't like to all the things. Exactly. Don't um, pretend like it. We know better. And and so, but the, the cool thing is because we're different, sometimes what hits us emotionally uh, will be different things. So that's something I'm curious uh, in this conversation unwrapping is, you know, maybe some of the things that we align on, we all agree like, oh my gosh, that was moving. But then some of the more unique ones where it's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't feel it that way. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I know for a fact that there's one on my list that will not be on either of yours. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. I'll roll. I'll roll the droids. Roll the to see. Droid. Things, turning the Senate over to. Describing. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, well, we'll we'll get in this, and and as true gentlemen, um, Brennan and me will let the them go first. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> the them. Everyone is before men. Uh, let's just. Let's just... <laughs> men don't yep. deserve it. No. Oh, no. Jo- that was a joke for all of my cis friends out there. Hey, I just saw Dargy the other day, so, you know. Right, well, they, they points, points. Yes. Yep, good uh, stuff, good stuff, go see it. Oh, yeah. Um, Even the, if you're one of these guys that's like a Dargy movie, go see it, go see it. And, and that's the thing, is it, it? it's hitting a lot of those same marks like early Marvel movies where people were like, no, 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 it's not a good comic book movie, it's just a good, it's a good it's movie. A good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've heard a lot of people that, i you know, wouldn't say or Barbie movie people like, why'd you go see it? Well, cause it looked funny and it mm-hmm. was, and 
you know, they just had a good time. Yeah, I really, you saw my my little review. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I sure. really liked it. Really. So there, there's your Nerd Herder and Page Turner's endorsement of Barbie. <laughs> Go see Go it. Go see it. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so let, why don't you start off this smorgasbord. What's one of your moments? Smorgasbord? <laughs> The, the thing that I have on my list that I don't think either of you do, and it is something that hits me every single time. It does not matter what time of day we are watching this movie or like what the circumstances are. When I see Leia leaning over R2 in that hallway, when her music kicks in, I cannot mm, help but start yep. crying. Yeah. I mean, for Pete's sake, I have the moment tattooed on me. <laughs> I mean, the truth oh, is that Leia's theme, when that hits, I mean, my word. And it, it is so powerful. It definitely hits different now. It's always been, like, elegant and, like, beautiful, but now yeah. it's almost sort of this kind of transporting thing where yeah. it always pulls you into all the... Well, at least for me, it's it like feels. Yeah, yeah, well, because it takes me to that place of like, here's all the things that Leia and Carrie were and are yeah. and all the inspiration. That's exactly it. Is like this character, she's yeah. being introduced as the princess, but that's not everything that she is. We know who she is in that moment, but for so many people watching that movie for the first time, she was just the princess. Mm-hmm. She was the princess and the droid. I'm pretty sure that's what in the album that's what that moment is called might be that's that's Maybe. a good name thank you that's what she i strangles her oppressors with their own chains exactly mm-hmm. yeah that moment it it hit very hard and there are times where i'll just be sitting back watching a new hope and then a sec the second the music kicks in i'm already just like reaching for a tissue because i can't yeah. help cry um I'll say like that, not that moment, but the moment in the Last Jedi when R two plays oh. it for Luke oh my as God. the oh, that was a cheap trick. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, that one, and because you can see it on Luke's face too. On you know Mark Hamill, at which yeah. There's there's so much, and it's not a knock or a comparison to any other moments, but no. in the Last Jedi, there's so many genuine emotional moments with yeah. where. Luke is emotional because Mark Hamill's emotional. Yeah. Um, and and I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, The Last Jedi is a masterpiece. Agreed. But that will be engraven on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Ours, too. Well, um, maybe not engraven on I have another quote I want. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure a sticker gets on there for you. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, from the afterlife, because the, there, there's no way we're, we're making it past you. But mm-hmm. no. We'll send Boba to do it. We'll leave it at the I will. pray for your souls. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. When the earth cracks open and sucks us inside. <laughs> yeah. All uh, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy style. That's oh, a for sure. very I'll specific. Do a, I'll do a Dante and go down into hell and rescue you. Right. We appreciate that, bud. Um, well, uh, fair enough. Not, not on my list. Adjacent, although I wasn't necessarily going to bring up the moment in the last Jedi, but um, I feel I think similarly uh, in that moment uh, with Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what about you, Brennan? What's what's one of the moments that gets you? Well, I have a few that sometimes get me, and then I have a few that get me every time. Mm-hmm. 
so really quick on the when the moment is right once the medal ceremony at the end of a new hope yes when leia talks to ray about when ray says that she felt luke die with peace and purpose mm-hmm. in the last jedi um, um we are what they grow beyond as yoda mm-hmm. says to luke and um well, every time Princess Leia, when Leia is adopted mm. by Belle at the end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and her music hits, I do start to get a little weepy. Now, for the for women, sure. it, well, do you have any comments on that before I move on? Oh. Uh, well, any I guess. Any of those moments? The, definitely the last moments with Luke, um, which, in fact, you know, the soundtrack track naming it peace and purpose yeah mm-hmm. um you know that whole thing um because i remember how it left me when i when we first watched the last jedi in theaters and every time since um and i always plug it anytime we talk about the last jedi or that scene but uh especially in the retrospect of a uh fan edit that omar yep. Uh, the negotiator um, uh, made where all all of the moments of Luke's life lead back to the sunset. And yeah. it just, it's such a beautiful parallel that he's still the same old Luke. And, and in the context of The Last Jedi, where he felt like a failure, where he felt like this, um, you know, legend on a pedestal, you know, bringing it back to, you know, you're still just that kid that is looking to the sunset and wanting to mean something. And here you are meaning something in your last moments. It's And just, saves the day as a Jedi should without yep. violence. And, exactly. And that's the thing, not slashing down the armies, not, you know, um, you know, giving his uh, nephew a nookie and telling him how bad he's been, but by apologizing and by uh, letting the ones who can actually accomplish something uh live on to fight another day exactly um nice it's so there's so much in that and Mm -hmm. um like i you know i i like a lot of people never really imagined luke dying it wasn't like you know what what could it look like what would it be uh but that wasn't how i expected but i couldn't imagine it any other way now yeah it's the most i always i always imagined that it was like He's going to die fighting snow because he's actually Darth Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those silly mm-hmm. back in the day. And yeah, and, it, and you know, all the last stand and epicness that yeah. could have been, but. Yeah, no. and it ended up being better than I could have ever imagined. A hundred percent. It was it was the most so, thing he'd done since Death Star 2. <laughs> the one that gets me every time. So, little backstory. At the end of Revenge of the Sith. I was sobbing. Mm. When I go online, I always have to clarify. And say, I was crying with joy. Other people were crying for other reasons. <laughs> right. Um, but I was crying with joy. And um, my my friend who was sitting next to me said, what do you think? I'm like, give me a minute. Because I was, I was like ugly crying. Mm. But the moment that gets me every time is when Ray 
spin and pull hug each other at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Same. I was gonna say, I feel like that's one of your moments. Oh, for sure. I know when we watch it, that always catches you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean that moment, particularly when Finn starts crying. Yeah. In that moment right there is beautiful. And you know, I mean, I love these three characters. It, I cannot wait for more Jedi Master Ray Skywalker. Yes. And yes, that is her name. Exactly. Yes. Um it it was definitely I'm a more emotional and it's not a again a dig. And I always clarify that because somebody's always gonna hear it that way when I say things. But it's it's definitely more emotional than like the episode six um, you know, like celebration for yeah. for me. Yeah, it's just all differently. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, I, I love the I love this, and it, it, it is that it is Ewok celebration. Oh, is, we'll get there. We'll get it there. It is all minute. joy, but for me, the emotional in all of that is Luke, you know, burying his father. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, and then we go to the celebration so that we end on a high note. You know. Yeah. Unlike this one, where, you know, it's just so much wrapped in there of yeah. just. You, I can't believe we did it. You know? Exactly. You get joy. Yeah. Get and I'm thinking you get 2019. Mm-hmm. Get it. We've got Endgame. And in Endgame, Tony Stark says the ultimate, I am Iron Man. <laughs> and everybody stood up and cheered and thought it was amazing. Why the heck aren't people doing the same when Ray says, I am all the Jedi? Right. Yeah. I mean, the heck are people not standing up in the theater cheering the way they did it in Right. I will never understand that. Yeah. It, it's definitely... It's like, are you so hard of heart? Are you so soulless? Right. That it means nothing? <laughs> yeah. Because the, the Jedi don't get a lot of moments like that. Because it's, uh, you know, Jedi... Je- I wouldn't call it showboat, but... No, they showboat. <laughs> Right. Well, and all the voices. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, I, when I think of the times that, uh, in in a lot of the other moments with Jedi where they, quote unquote, win, you know, there's just this. It kind of had to be done. It, there's this necessity, you know, and it's also kind of swift. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like linger on the moment a lot. With with that moment with Ray, you know, it like crescendo so much with that line Mm -hmm. and and for me it's the blowback to palpatine where like that's how you gotta hit him like a guy like his own evil destroys him exactly and that's where it's just like oh oh no oh yeah (laughs) evil people will destroy each other they don't need help from us and and that's the the like beauty of that moment and that but the the energy and the zeal when you know you feel like she's on the ropes and then she's got that one last big push mm-hmm. and i uh, think the reason they got cry when they all hug at the end is because of those incredible moments oh for sure so well yeah that, the moment of them hugging gets me every time yeah and the rise of skywalker has a lot going on oh my word yes i mean it, it, it has a lot of uh emotional moments a lot of uh escalating um to to that final you know encounter so it's definitely understandable um to get kind of swept up in all of that i definitely 
with with the finale of the rise of skywalker i feel it more in that moment when um poe's about to give up and lando comes on the line and says there's more of us and, there's more of us and you know when it pulls up into that shot of all the ships I'm like, and what a line because that's something we can use in real life oh yeah for sure they're always way more good people than they're in there exactly um and I mean, then we're seeing it right now with the strikes yeah yeah absolutely like there there are more of us well, and that and that's that's the inspiring thing is like chal- you know, challenges will always be there. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's the only thing there. It doesn't mean that it's insurmountable. Um, but you definitely need each other to get through it. It's not like you know, it's not to say you can't do things on your own, but I think a good person is never completely on your own. Never. And I think that's the lesson of Ray. You know, Poe. Poe has actual people in actual ships actually show up. So he's not alone, actually, physically. But Ray, spiritually and metaphorically and emotionally, has the history of Jedi behind her. A thousand generations. And so it's like, even though it's... A thousand generations living you. Right. So, So even though she's just Ray, you know, she is all the Jedi at the same time. So, like... Even when you feel like you're alone as a person, you're everyone that's come before you, everyone that's spoken into your life and built you up and been there for you. You know, nobody, uh, what we used to call is nobody's a a turtle on a um, fence post. Like somebody put the turtle there. Somebody put you where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, even if you don't have people immediately around you in life, you've got people that have, that are there with you, um, in the moment, even still, so lot. Yeah, I love the last. Uh, or like the last Jedi. I love the last well, Jedi, and I love the rest of Skywalker. For sure. So does the there's more of us always get you in the emotions? I wouldn't yeah. say always. Um, I feel like I don't know. It depends because with when I watch the Rise of Skywalker, it depends on what mood I'm in as to whether or not I watch it from like my own uh like perspective or whether or not i watch it as a fan mm-hmm. if i watch mm-hmm. it as and, and it, that's really weird my brain's weird so but yeah. stick with me Makes sense. um so when i watch it as a fan yes it gets me because i'm watching it as someone sitting there being inspired by mm-hmm. the fantastical story and everything i'm not seeing myself in there but i'm receiving uh joy and emotion from it but when I'm watching it, like personally, a moment that uh, almost always, and I say almost always because even when I'm not in in the right place, it still gets me, is uh, Han and Ben's moment on the Death Star. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention that moment. That doesn't get me every time. But I think this last time I watched it, it did. Mm. Particularly when Ben says, Dad, and then he yeah. can't say, I love you. Yeah, and I was and, like, no, but that moment was great because there had been no leaks, no rumors about that scene. Right. Most people thought, yeah, Harrison Ford's never going to come back. Mm-hmm. Of course, Harrison Ford's funny because it's like, is that a Force ghost? I don't know. <laughs> right. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they paid me um, to be there, and I was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at it as like, well, okay, to some people who are listening, I have to say this. 
I once heard a guy say, how is Leia reaching across the galaxy just to say the name Ben going to kill her? And I, my opinion is she didn't just to say his name. I think she used the force to conjure that image of her. Mm. But however you look at it, it's a beautiful scene because it's a it's a repeat of what happened in the first lake is the best time it's the way it should have been. Yes. Exactly. So if I could bring a little biblical metaphor in here. Mm-hmm. So in, in the New Testament, Peter denies Jesus three times. After Jesus is resurrected, he asks him three times, do you love me? Giving him the chance to redo it. Mm-hmm. That's what Ben Solo is getting in the scene. Mm. A chance to redo that moment on the bridge. Yeah. And it it's marvelous. It's absolutely marvelous. Absolutely. I, I love um the mirror of it with what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, when you put that against the scene in The Force Awakens, like that's so that's such a beautiful way of redemption. You know, it's not let's do it different let's do something bigger and more you know like it's like no let's let's do that again because you know now the walls have come down Mm -hmm. Um, and i i really haven't ever like like spent a lot of thought on the how of it Mm -hmm. uh but that's interesting that you know it could be leia using the force because we definitely although I think we agree Han has some force sensitivity. Oh, for sure. Um, well, that, everybody does in some degree, I think. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, he his, his idea of luck is really just the force and, and good friends bailing him out all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it, and it, I think that's part of what, like, personally gets me is the, you know, thought of doing things over again um you know the thought of things unsaid or undone um just yeah. all that stuff like, i just i love it so much and if you think about yeah. it all of the scenes of redemption we get in star oh, yes are quiet they're personal like what happens in the throne room uh between luke and his father it's just the two of them there's no like crowd around to be like, yeah, Anakin Skywalker's back. No, it's just Luke and his father having a quiet moment. That that, moment that's the next one on my list, I think. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just Ben. And it's yep. just, that's what, just on. Exactly. Yep. You don't need everybody to know. It's redemption comes from in here. Yep. Which, that, that'd be interesting, too, is um, you know, because he has the line of you're just a memory. And he's like, yeah, you're a memory. Exactly. Like, it's even, you know, it's also interesting to think maybe, maybe it is just been doing that. Like, not, like, like, not actually projecting his father, but. Yeah, it, this is how it should have been. Yeah, it, it, not, not a cheap, it's all in his head thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. There's some, there's some oomph to that of just him being so thoughtful of 
I wish it, I wish I could do it again. And there's your chance. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. that, that is beautiful. That whole scene is beautiful. It's not a repeat of Luke and Vader. It's not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's completely its own. And yeah. uh, it's, it belongs to those characters. It, you know, the way that Han cheers him up and, you know, re- uh, forgives him is in such a Han way. And very good. It doesn't like late uh, Kylo Ren and Ben Solo as a character to, you know, he's not weak and, and sobby and you're like, oh, please forgive me. You know, like, you know, it's just very honest and everything. Yeah. like I, it just it's it, a very father son interaction. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't know. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, get it, you don't have a dad. Get new jokes. Uh, mm. But you did say that the throne room was on on yours as well. Brandon. Yeah, so my list is not in any particular order, just because it's hard to. Same. Like the, the, I call it the "You Were Right" scene. It's mm-hmm. the unmasking of Darth Vader. Now, when I was a kid, that scene always fascinated me to see the unmasking of this villain. But as I get older, the emotion in that scene gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give a shout out to the great Sebastian Shaw giving like 17 lines of dialogue <laughs> no 17 words I think I was going to say that sounds that sounds more and right delivers a beautiful moment and I love that you know that you already have I've got mm-hmm. to save you which is it just me or did the Lord of the Rings borrow Ooh. When Theoden dies. It was definitely right. And Aowen says, I'm here to save you, and he's like, You already did. Interesting. Anyway, like- the chicken and egg kind of thing. But but either, either way, that's that's yeah, that's the line that gets me in that moment is it wasn't about like physically saving him. It wasn't about getting to play catch with dad. It was about you know, saving his dad's soul, essentially. Yeah. And then, of course, the line, tell your sister you were right. Now, that one... And that's taken on more and more meaning as the years have gone on. For sure. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's why that gets me now. Uh, Whereas before, I'm just like, okay, you know. uh, Yeah. But, like, um, you know, obviously with Ben Solo and all this other stuff and with Leia's attitude in the sequels of not wanting to give up hope on her son like oh my god that like mm-hmm. the the colliding of those worlds is just yeah. so interesting to me and so because obviously the ben solo story is very important to me that this brings that forward to me where it's just like oh ben solo even steals the scene from anakin mm-hmm. you uh, know what makes me cry even more in the unmasking of later scene mm-hmm. listen to ken napsuck's recap of that scene Yes. That made me sob. <laughs> For sure. He had- when he's like when he's like Anakin in his last moments probably remembered the things his mother taught him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just getting much right now. Like, ooh. Well and we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Oy. Yeah, well I was gonna say, and that's the thing is like Anakin's always had strong moments for me. Um Obviously, that that being the first, that's probably the first time Star Wars like 
got to me uh, emotionally um, as a kid. Um, was the you were right or was the light receiving? You were you were right. Uh, oh no, uh, you already had like well, really, I guess that whole that know, whole scene, the, the Anakin's yeah. death scene. Yeah, because because I don't know, I was all fascinated once the helmet came off. Yeah, and, and I just I'm remember, like, what's the story of this guy? Yeah, and and so I, I always paid closer attention as a kid, and so all of that just. Always, that was probably the first emotional moment with Star Wars for me because it was always a lot of, you know, excitement and, and energy and everything like that. Um, you know, A New Hope, Empire. Uh, now, I will say, Empire's become more emotional as I've gotten older, mm. especially all the stuff on Dagobah. Um, mm. As a kid, Return of the Jedi was the first thing that made me feel things, but. You know, it's centered around Anakin. And of course, each of the prequels has a moment with Anakin that I feel like, for me, really get to me. For sure. Um, you know, we, we of course, talked about um, the moment in episode one, which when Shmi sends Anakin yep. off. Yeah, and that's on my list. That's on oh, my list. for sure. I, every second time. We talked and I'll about tell you why, actually. <laughs> so, the more, old, the more and more the years have gone on, the more the Anakin saying goodbye to his mom scene hits me. Mm. And it hits me even harder now for this reason. Little Leia in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, yeah. The scene when she says goodbye to them makes me cry. Mm. When he talks about her parents, Padme and Anakin, mm -hmm. it gets me. And then she says, will I ever see you again? Yep. Yeah. It's a. It, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. And that makes both those scenes even more emotional. For sure. Because it's a repeat of this idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the crap that we gave Jake Lloyd back in the day. Go and watch the scene where he says goodbye to me. That's a good acting. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Yep. So those two scenes in particular. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't even remember um, that moment paralleled in Kenobi. Um, yeah. After after Qui Gon showed up, I kind of. <laughs> that's the only thing that you were waiting for. <laughs> that's the, yep, yep. all of my emotions yep. right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love that so much, and you know, ultimately. Yeah, it means something to me. I've mentioned on your podcast, I'm a mama's boy. So, like, ev ev it all comes from that. It's all <laughs> where, yet, like, yep, that I feel like my mom had moments like that where, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it broke her heart to let me grow up or do things, but she did. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, and of course, I, you know, not in a, oh, Qui-Gon's evil because he stole a kid. Because some people, I feel like, take it I'll very... I'll take um, Some people go way negative with Qui-Gon and all that. How I, dare they? How I, dare they? I, no me, one thinks they Qui-Gon. Right. <laughs> um, for me, like, it's, it's not that I think Qui-Gon was evil and that, um, you know, he was taken away. But I do feel like 
he was happy. And mm-hmm. I feel like he was happier than he ever was again um, there with his mom. I mean, you know, that's crazy to say of a, a, a boy who's a slave and everything like that. But, you know, um, thinking about the could be, the would have. Yeah, he you never know, really had much happiness after that. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate. I don't think it's because he went and joined the Jedi or anything, but I think there's a lot of things that happened for sure. Um, but it's it's emotional because it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is the last time in a long time he's going to, you know, have one of these moments. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But. Yeah, because then he gets into his stalking family years. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. Um but similarly, the two, it's the same thing with Anakin and Shmi. Um, I, f- I feel like nobody can, you know, uh, coldly watch when he returns to save his mom and ends up uh, mm. losing her. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, and, and shout out to Brunella August. For oh, sure. yeah. She is a, a classically trained actress from Scandinavia. She worked with Ingmar Bergman, the great Swedish director. She's been in a lot of like stage stuff, a lot of film stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, does a lot of like Ibsen and stuff on stage. Yeah. So shout out to her. She Absolutely. Well, and and the fact that she in too for this, she came back for the Clone Wars, like that incredible. That's oh, right. That, she did. Yeah, I mean, it's just like clearly, you know great that she enjoyed it but like good for us that she enjoyed it because she kept coming back oh, yeah. and giving such yeah. great oh yeah yeah yep. um, so mm-hmm. i guess oop, let's hear yours i guess yeah, yeah. that moment in the clone wars is yeah. exactly Mortis. Um, Mortis. you showed me the clone wars we were doing a rewatch for the podcast yeah way way, way, back. way back and we mm-hmm. got the Mortis arc and the last thing that I was expecting was <laughs> a Shmi cameo. That wasn't even Shmi, honestly. It was it was the brother. But still, as it soon as we were. <laughs> I started crying. Mm-hmm. Because that is such a powerful moment to have uh, for Anakin. Yeah. Because this is mm. very... Mm, this is an important time for Anakin because this is the crux of if he's going to turn to the dark side or not like this is months before episode three mm-hmm. like this in honestly if he had lived in that moment a little bit longer who's to say if he had you know if he remembered everything that happened on mortis would he have turned to the dark side probably not honestly but it's something that had to happen i don't i don't know i think that was part of the point of mortis which you're not like you'll break your brain trying to understand yeah, I think that's part of the point. Is like, it's it, it was gonna happen. Morai, Morai is all that matters. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, Morai, the owl. I feel. I feel like it was always gonna happen. Um, yeah. I think that's the point. Is he, knowing didn't prevent him from making the wrong choice. Exactly. Um, you know, I think. I think by that point, it was always gonna happen. The question was would the redemption happen? Very true. Um, yeah, it all but, comes down to choice. Um, I was talking to, I want to say it was Alden forever ago. We you were talking talk about, 
I do occasionally. I try not to. We were talking about Revenge of the Sith, and he was talking. He brought Speaking up of like, revenge. <laughs> right. He uh, made, made the comparison of, you know, the the son uses uh, Shmi in that moment uh, to kind of tempt a, and push Anakin, and in Revenge of the Sith, you know, uh, when. Anakin's feeling guilty about Dooku. Uh, Palpatine uses Shmi. You know, remember what happened with your mother and the Sand People? And it's just like, oh, which is why, yeah, I think Palpatine arranged her death. It's a possibility. Could have been if if I wouldn't put it past such an evil bastard. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like he's definitely the guy that could have definitely oh, orchestrated every bad thing. I'll give you the other clue that I have. So one is that he mentions it to Anakin. Mm -hmm. The other clue, when Anakin tells Padme that I killed them all, what music is playing in the background? Oh, yeah. The Emperor's theme. Mm -hmm. It's That's not true. the Vader theme. It's the Emperor's theme. That's true. I think I'd... old Papa Telpi is up to something. <laughs> I could definitely see it. Because um, that whole that whole scene really like obviously the personal moment with Shmi is one thing, but um, you know, when it cuts to Yoda sensing it happening and you hear Qui-Gon calling yeah, out all, all of those, it, it like compounds and really just makes you feel the, yeah. Oh, this is the making of Darth Vader. This, yeah, this, this is, is a moment in the forest. Yeah. Be interesting. Um, Shmi and Mortis. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. That's an interesting one. So, my next one. I'm going to pivot slightly. Pivot. Andor. Pivot. Andor. Andor. Oh. Martha's That's Just Love monologue. Cassian goes back, says, Mom, we can get out of here. And she says, I'm not going to stay, and gives this monologue. About why she's staying, about why love matters more than any of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry the first time I watched that scene. I cried the second time I watched that scene. Mm -hmm. Fiona Shaw was amazing, and I'm going to say it right now. Where are the acting Emmy nominations for Andor? For right. Sure. Of all the shows. It didn't get a single one. I mean, Stone Skarsgård, Andy Circus. Oh, yeah. Fiona Shaw, uh, Denise Goff. Where are their nominations? And Andor as a whole was just such an emotional roller coaster. Oh, sure. Yes. It was just so remember. dense. <laughs> and nothing, nothing better than seeing Brassel hit a fascist in the face. Oh, oh for sure. Heck yeah. It's a brick. It's kind of like the the armor where everybody's like she's secretly evil it's like no she's hitting fascists in the face with a hammer right exactly she is a hero it's um, like it's like we get it that you think she's a little sus but <laughs> but let's be clear she's hitting a bunch of fascists right um but yeah the, the moment with martha is man I feel Absolutely. like I feel like any moment with Marva's fair game oh, on, yes. on this show was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. like Aunt Petunia and, herself. 
Right. Oh yeah. And you can you can see where Cassian gets his sort of like righteous zealotness to him. For sure. You know, because you know, say what you will about because they you know, obviously they keep promising that season two of Andor is gonna lead us to where, you know, Cassian's in that dark place they find him in Rogue One and everything. We see it. Right. It's there. Mm. But I feel like my thing is I well, while the Reb Rebellion is kind of in a dark place. They're trying to do whatever they can do to win. I feel like Andor's sticking to his principles. Like he doesn't kill Galen. He doesn't, you know, there's there's more moments where he is so tightly holding to what he believes in. Yeah. Um, but he's at times powerless to the system that he has chosen he to fight. For. Exactly. Exactly. So um, you know, when you they bring have, up the best part of each other. Yeah. First, they, a, a dyad, one might say. Um, but yeah, with a mom like Marva, I mean, of course you turn out like that. Of course you turn into a fascist beater. Like, just happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, You're speaking from experience. <laughs> well, fair enough, yeah. Um, my mom would definitely throw bricks at fascists. For sure. Mm. Uh, which is something you always want to be able to say. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, well, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I, you know, since we're obviously in... like Andy Serkis's Kino Loy speech. Oh sure. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, B two emo like I won't learn the after she does. Right. Oh, oh that yeah. Such a good baby. That poor guy. That poor guy. And then and then and I just. Like, I get there's more things that have to happen, but the fact that Cassian comes, rescues them, sends them off, and then, get, like, take B2 Emo with you. Like, yeah. you know, everybody needs a good droid. Um, yeah. and, and B2 needs friends. So, <laughs> but such a sweet boy. Yes. It looks like a fire hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for season two when K2 meets B2, and it's just like, why is this trash can sad? <laughs> Yeah, I've got my uh, B2 email figure over on the wall. You can't see it. Oh my god, I love them so much. It's so fun to fiddle with because it's so they like they got creative. They could have just made a block, but no. I, I love that they did get creative with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, more of the speech gets me. Oh yeah. Um, sticking with with shows and whatnot. Um, for me, um, definitely, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice and Rebels. Mm. 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 Everything with Ahsoka and Vader in that moment. And... I won't leave you. Oh. Not again. Oh my gosh. I but, just... like, but then he has the hesitation. Yeah. Right. And then he goes, then then you will die. There's that yep. hesitation. Which I mean... And he calls her Ahsoka. Yeah. It's and... Ahsoka, we see the eye. And that that such a bold choice with Baloney on that one where you know, I, and I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't leave it terribly open-ended of, whoa, could Ahsoka have saved, was she was this close to save Like, no. No. She would, no, Luke needed to do it. But she reached him. Exactly. Yes. You know, um, yes. she made, she reminded him he is Anakin. Yeah. You know, same with uh, Kenobi in uh, the series where uh, yep. he, he was yep. never going to save him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you but, didn't kill Anakin, I did. Right. Exactly. Um, of course, you know that being only nine years, what it, it's a lot more fresh. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 
But, you know, I mean, Luke does the same thing in The Last Jedi where he shows up and he doesn't treat Ben like Kylo Ren. He doesn't treat him like a villain to beat. He treats him like a kid that he wronged. Like, you know, he reminds him who he is. And ultimately, that's when it's just like, no matter how much you try to pretend you're someone else, no matter how much you try to pretend you put that old you down, you're still you, which means exactly. you still have a choice. Despite everything, it's still you. Which, those are the things that get me in my feels. Those are yeah. the things that get me, like, excited and emotional with those those inspiring moments. Because, like, you know, we all have moments like that in life where things get so loud and crazy and you feel like you, you're lost in all that noise. And, and having those things that pull you out and say, no, you're still here, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, those are those are essential to making it through life. Um, yeah, and that that's that's what sticks out to me in that in that showdown with Good Ahsoka grief. and Vader. Yeah. I thought there's a baby. It's a cat. No, yeah. it is a baby. It is a baby. What do we got here? We got? This, this is Piglet. I like Piglet. She's our, our 16 year old senior cat. Oh, he's 16. Yeah. She's gonna. Be- yeah, we have a cat. Uh, she's a Devon Rex named Nina. Oh, nice. She's my sister's cat. She's about seven, I think. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she lived long and happy. This yes. this one definitely lived uh, uh, a very long time, very spoiled and happy life. So. Oh yeah, she gets fed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What? You got another one? Let me yep. consult the best. Because <laughs> yeah, I consult the best. Let's let, let's pull out our big ones. It's it's getting to oh. that hour time. Oh, you want me to pull out the big so, ones? So, let because we. Oh boy. Go. I. All right. One that's going to start a conversation. Okay. Because sure, it always that does. That sounds like a big one. So to go back, not as far as when we watched uh, the Clone Wars, you also forced me to watch. <laughs> why, do you, why do you always make that? Rebels is really good. <laughs> Rebels is my, probably my favorite of the shows. Oh my gosh, it's 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 so star. Yeah, so Rebels is the Phantom Menace of Star Wars shows for sure. Mm-hmm. It it's the most Star Warsy, in my honest opinion. Oh no, and for sure. Hashtag did the death of Gregor. Ah, which you know it's not it's not a knock to Clone Wars or no. anything else, but I feel like. Everything that is Star Wars is in yeah. Rebels for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, agree. I agree. Right, it's not as crazy. It has the Bindu, but it's not as confusing. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, the Bindu. Mm. So okay, yeah. so Doom specifically, there is quite possibly one of the most important sacrifices in yep. all Star Wars yep. in yep. one of the episodes. Like Kanan's sacrifice is beautiful, no matter how you look at it. His um, eyes. Yeah. His yeah. eyes turning back. That yeah. last moment. It's his the last thing that he saw was his family. And that gets me. Ooh, oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. Like you know I didn't think about that. Wow. Yeah, well in when you put that with Vader, well with Anakin saying let and me kiss his hair. Exactly. Her. Exactly. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It hurts, doesn't it? Dang. Yeah. And technically, you know, the baby's in there, so... Yeah, I was going to say, when did that happen, do you suppose? I, like, 
They share a room on the ghost. So there's people that plotted it out. Hit you. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Like, because the, there's a moment. Great way to spend the Sabbath day. <laughs> right. I think it's, so I, I think it's after, um, oh my gosh. Oh, she was being tortured while pregnant. Mm. That's... Thrawn's evil. Thrawn is evil. Um, I, I'm not going to claim to know when it was, but I, I read an article where they were like, what, you know, when Jason was conceived, like how pregnant was she? She was very recently pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I also read this incredibly unhinged head canon that someone had, where in that moment when Kanan is, oh, like, like he impregnated her through the force. Hilarious. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. how that. Works. Only one man can impregnate with the force, and that's Plagueis. Exactly, and it was Slash one Palpatine. time. <laughs> and then the force struck back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it all lines up. It's just, I wonder. Yeah. Because yeah. she didn't actually say "I love you" to him until that moment. Yeah. Well, because there was also there it's was another, the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, there there was a time before that where, I think it was when they were on that planet with the spiders, um, oh. and it was. I think it was after something. Um, it might have even been after the Twilight of the Apprentice, but there was a moment where they had a, a you know, big connection because it was like they didn't know if they were going to come back, and and they shared a moment. And I think that's when a lot of people latch on that. Okay, maybe that was that was when but it you happened. Got to line up the time. I don't know. It's weird. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, but but I, Jason Sandula will probably get him in. I hope so, yeah. and I hope he looks less like an elf in, in uh, the Ahsoka show. They don't know yeah. half Twi'lek children. Yeah, it's, it's just not. Well, it, we, we it, know we have seen two of them, right? And, well, uh, but they definitely lean more Twi'lek. Thankfully, yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We shall. They got strong resolve. But yeah, the sacrifice <laughs> of Kanan. Yeah. Yeah, Jedi Knight's a tough one, and then like following that up with the moment where all of the ghost members in their own way grieve for him. For sure. Um, Just Ezra going completely pissed off teenager. Yeah. yeah. And just having that, I don't know how we're going to do oh, this. And the epilogue of Rebels, we must mention that as well. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, uh, you know, Callus going to the, the Sutton world. Yeah. With, uh, uh, with um, you know, seeing Jason Zendula and being like, what? Right. Um, getting to see a bit of, you know, Sabine and Ahsoka. And, and of course, we're, we're, we're a month, three weeks away a little bit. I, I, I'm excited. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, the moment of Kanan's death is sad things don't make me cry. Mm hmm. But that moment is pretty moving. For sure. Yeah, because there's this tension the whole way through. Like, I I knew something was going to happen. Um, yeah, me you know, too. It felt like they were leading up to it. But, you know, kind of like we mentioned with Luke, you know, that piece I think of we're it. making Luke cry. <laughs> A little bit, but it's okay. I'm fine. Um, but yeah. You're crying, you're crying. Um, that... You know, we we see come over Luke in that his last moment. You know, yeah. it it seems like 
Kanan's on cloud nine. Like he, yeah. he rescued his wife. Like, yep. it, you know, everything is good. He, he's, you know, he's just at peace. He's and, done it. Exactly. And so, um, and getting to hear him in the rise of Skywalker. No, oh yeah. In the heart of the Jedi lights are strange. Oh, and having one of the best lines. Freddie Prince Jr. Awesome, awesome. He's amazing. Do you know that he could play Kanan in live action? I wish he would. I I would love that. Um, I think he said like pretty plainly he doesn't want to come back to things. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, But I feel like so he says. Yeah. Yeah, and John Krasinski said he didn't want to be in the MCU. (laughs) Right, and and here he is. Well, I I think it's more. It would have to be something really. Oh yeah. It's like Harrison Ford. It's got to be. Yeah, it has to have a value to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, we, we want more stuff to happen with this cool character. Um, like, I'd love yeah. some hologram flash or flashback mm-hmm. in the Ahsoka show, or maybe season two, depending on how much they deal with Ezra. I personally want him to go full bonkers. I want Lothwolf. I just know I'm cool with I that. want Lothwolf with Freddy Do Prince. Do a little Game of Thrones. I want a exactly. I want a real Lothwolf. Well, I mean, like, you know, Lothwolf Tactile and Tactile Lothwolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live action Lothwolf would make me happy. Oh, uh, for I, sure. I, I, that's it. Yeah. Um, um, the next one for me. Yeah. Well, really quickly, this doesn't always make me cry, but Grogu say goodbye to Mando. For sure. Mm. It's seeing Pedro's face as he cries. To see our boy crying in there, a hundred percent. And uh, Grogu touching his face—that's a cute moment. For yeah. sure. Another uh, character that I want to see that, you with. Guys. But I got like this is my penultimate one. I'm using that word correctly. I'm using that word correctly, as opposed to some people who say penultimate meaning ultimate. Uh, yeah. My penultimate is the reuniting. Of Leia and Luke in The Last Jedi. Mm. Leia's themes playing a bit, and then the sibling theme plays. Yeah. Which the Luke and Leia theme from Return of the Jedi is an underrated piece of music. And the moment they reunite and they talk to each other, and then music starts playing, and, he, and she says, and she says, Don't say it, I changed the hair. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and then that well, no one's ever really gone. Mm-hmm. And that and the whole like kiss around friend, she knows that he's not really there. Mm-hmm. That the clues that we get sort of but that moment of them reuniting is extraordinary. I sure. I love it. Um and and also, you know, I mean he's not coming swooping in with a cape or anything. It's just such a casual fashion um and, and just so appropriate for the moment uh but that get, them getting a last moment was so important and, sure. and i'm glad it went down the way it went down and this of course is after Kate Fisher had passed away yeah and i mean it it said Whoa. such a such a different meaning after the fact um but I, I love the moment they get to share, and obviously the double meaning, or triple, or however many, of Ryan you know, Johnson is a sneaky fellow. Oh my oh, gosh, sure. he needs to do more Star Wars. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Bring him back. Bring him back. But 
yeah, no one's ever really. If gone. the fan bros are going to complain, then they're going to complain. Right. If anything, it drives them off more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get them out of here. But yeah, no, no one's ever really. Gone. Um, you know, Luke kind of preemptively saying, you know, like, I know this is going to kill me, but don't worry. If no one's ever really gone. Yeah. You know, saying with Ben, no one's ever really gone. Uh, and obviously the real meaning with Carrie, no one's ever really gone. Like, it just keeps resounding. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, such a great yeah, moment. That moment gets me. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I feel like so much, you could put so much of The Last Jedi in this list for me. Um, so it's kind of cheating. But uh -oh. my my biggest moment uh, isn't technically Star Wars. <laughs> Explain um, me. So it, it's kind of playing off of... Uh, oh no, it's one of the Ewok Adventure movies. <laughs> yes, it is. No, not quite. Um, but it's kind no, of like well, for really. yeah. <laughs> uh, a great segue from Brennan bringing up, you know, the Luke and Leia moment because um, a Star Wars comic, that's literally what it's called, ASWC, uh, um, is a fan done comic of artists and writers. They create little mm -hmm. stories uh, that don't rewrite canon. They fit within uh, the stories as we know them and love them, but okay. present things that didn't happen, but would be cool if they did. Um, I love many of them. They have, I want to say, over a dozen out there, uh, and you can find them. I recommend reading them. They're all short because they're independently done. Yeah. Um, you know, they have one of Qui-Gon meeting Chirrut. Um, you know, all kinds Ooh. of... Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like it's that. It's really it's good. good. But my favorite... I'm one of the forces of the forces with me. Yes. Um, those two... Definitely I gotta don't. mention that moment in a minute when we get. There. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's one uh, where Ray is just sitting around a campfire on Jakku with some junk trader, and she uh, hears a hollow message from Leia. You know, Leia's putting out these uh, hollow messages, calling out, you know, uh, the First Order and that the New Republic's covering that up and trying to inspire people to join the Resistance. Ooh. And Ray is just fascinated with Leia. She's heard the legends of her and everything. And, um, you know, she wonders, you know, well, is she really still alive? Is she still out there? She's lived this, this long life. And the junk trader says, you know, people like that don't die. They're always out there, out among the stars. Which is exactly the same thing Luke says in The Last Jedi. Um, but this was immediately after Carrie had passed away. Mm. And... They weren't really talking about Leia. They were talking about Carrie. Um, mm. And I've, of course, uh, you know, I've since internalized that about my mom. You know, people like that don't just die. No. You know, no. they don't go away. They can't. No one's ever really gone. And so that line, but just that idea in general uh, has always stuck with me and always catches me in my moments where... <laughs> I, I miss someone I love or where, mm. you know, I feel like I'm not who I should be in life and all this other stuff. The, the idea that it's not over, you're not ever really done until you decide you are. Um, yeah. and it keeps me going. It's inspiring. And so, uh, 
I, I like it a lot. So I really recommend people check out that comic um, as well as the others they've done. They're all really beautiful. Um, and like I said, all done by fans, people who love Star Wars. And yeah. so I feel like that's as much Star Wars as you can get. Like when people make it with love and good intention, I feel like, you, you know. You thing on your arm here. Yeah, actually I do. I have, I have it tattooed on me. Um, I combined the lines and put it together with a portrait of Carrie. So mm -hmm. there you go. It, it It's clearly stuck with me. Uh, it clearly means something to me. So that's probably, that, 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 that is my biggest Star Wars feel. Um, we've, we've met one of you at this point. And I think the moment that gets me every single time doesn't matter where we are uh we could just be like casually rewatching it on a random tuesday afternoon <laughs> it the scene where jin is watching galen's last uh -oh. mm -hmm. that ooh, ooh i feel bad that scene has never made me great i feel bad wow like i i understand but like i don't it, there's something about the performance there, about how. Oh well, yeah, I mean they're both amazing. At the, she's fine at first, then she just completely breaks down. Yeah. And you, and then you get like, saw just over in the corner. Like, <laughs> this is awkward. Lies. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> he sent me this transmission. Um, I, I definitely think it's the, the, like world shattering. Like yeah. it's. You thought your father was the one thing, and turns exactly. out it's all all not true. I should have had. Yeah, that's like that's the feeling there. Oh, yeah. that. when she reunites with him and on his death, that's even darker too. Oh, I sure. I always pause, not literally, but I I like it. I always get caught in that moment when he tells her, "I have so much to tell you." Yeah. Like, you know, clearly he's not in that moment. Matt Mickelson is a god. Oh. <laughs> And, and my his thing, brother is too. I don't. I don't care how, but get him back in Star Wars. Like, yeah. do make him some CGI character so we exactly. don't like whatever. But like, you can't. You can't just use him once like that. He's so. The amazing. Nicholson brothers are legends. Oh my sure. god. Well, I am just glad that his brother's coming in as Thrawn because he's mm -hmm. just so definitively that character for sure. So that that's yep. a big win for me. Yeah, a lot of fans. Um, so, one thing real quick before we get into it is I gotta mention Chirrut and the Master Switch. Mm. Now, it doesn't necessarily make me cry. It may be a little when um, Baze says goodbye to him. Mm. You know, as he's dying. Um, it, it, interesting. So, there's a story in the Book of Mormon in the book, not in the musical, it's, it's, where there's a prophet named Samuel. He's trying to preach to a city. He's up on the wall preaching to them. They try to hit him with arrows, but God protects him and none of the arrows can hit him. Hmm. When I saw Chirrut saying, I'm one of the first... Closes with me walking through mm. 
a fire fight. That's where my brain went immediately. And that's moving on a different level because of not only is it a great spiritual scene in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it related to something that I that I grew up hearing and I read yeah. all the time. For sure. And yeah, his death it, is, you know, saying goodbye to Dave is for sure. He's like, you know where to find me, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I love that, you know, if follow the force. Uh, you know, like I, something again, we've, we've kind of repeated this episode, you know, it's just the idea of just like, it's okay. It's like, this isn't the end. I'm one with the force, you know, like. Uh, uh, and then they start saying it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and. Which is funny because Bayes didn't really trust much of the Force up until that point. And and that's the beauty of it is... um, Renewed faith. Renewed faith, yeah. uh, You're inspiring him. Yeah. My number one is the end celebration of Return of the Jedi. Mm. Going from Lando's escape from the exploding Death Star. Harrowing. The burning of Vader's armor. Mm. Beautiful scene. Uh, sure. The fire, the firelight playing on Luke's face. The victory celebration music that John Williams composed for the special edition release gets me. And then, of course, the ghosts at the end. Mm, and yeah. I've still got some relatives out there. I absolutely hate seeing Hayden Christensen as a fourth ghost. <laughs> but my argument is, yet again, if you're not moved, what are you doing? Exactly. Right. I, I was I was kind of like, argh, back in the day. But now that we've gotten to see more of Hayden, that's Anakin. And so yeah. seeing him does the same emotional punch as it did with Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. For sure. Um, so that whole end sequence I gets me every mm-hmm. time. I definitely think, like, if I could... And I have to say a hot take. I don't like the Yub-Nub song. <laughs> I, I mean... I like both. I don't like Yub-Nub as the finale song. Why not? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, there you go. feel like the... It doesn't feel very finale-ish. Well, yeah, Ewok, Ewok Celebration brings in... But every... It's a fun song in other contexts. Yes, it is. Exactly. Um, Are you a lefty neck fella? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. What? Jenner. How dare you, boop? I again love both, but like, I, I in in the exact situation you're you're talking about, Lucky Neck. But, but Jedi Rock. Yeah, elsewhere. No. <laughs> so if I could make one, and this isn't the episode, but you you brought it up, so I was thinking about it. Of course. So. If I could wait, make one change to the special edition and make it specialer in episode six, Ooh. I would have it be Sebastian Shaw and Alec Guinness uh, and Puppet Yoda. Um, Puppet Yoda, yes. And then in just a moment, it transitions. And then it's oh, Hayden oh, and Ewan. Like like and it's still, I like still that. Pu- no, it's still, it's still Puppet I Yoda. Like that. It really doesn't look I like that. Because that. I, like, I feel like that would have appease people more instead of oh. the either or it's, or, it's or. here's an idea here's an idea for you it's Sebastian Shaw and Luke looks at him 
<laughs> when Luke turns away, they turn into the younger versions. And they look at each other and smile. I like that. I like it. It's it's that almost would have been beautiful. Right. I, I and that's the thing is it's just to like see I feel like Aiden and you and smile at each other. Yeah. And th and that's the thing. I feel like if it was fully committed to because I you know, I get what George doing with that moment, but I feel like it's yeah, not I don't buy his logic. <laughs> yeah. I like by not using the same logic on Obi Wan, I get it's lopsided. It, it doesn't quite complete the effect for some people. Um, but you know, like I love because literature is added to that context of, you know, when you're one with the Force, you know, you kind of will yourself into that image, and mm -hmm. and it's yeah. what you choose to be really. And he sees himself as that. So there you yep. go. That's who he is. Um, but yeah, Ken Kenobi's gone gone a long way to confirm and not a knock to anybody, but Hayden is Anakin and Ewan yep. is Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. And yet again, if you weren't moved by the Kenobi series, I understand it's all subjective, but I can't wrap my head around that. I can't. Why there are people who were disappointed or really mad at it. I don't think I'll ever be able to understand it. Yeah. Especially those who didn't like Riva. I don't know what you're doing. I just, I feel like at some point you have to admit it's willful. Like you just yeah. don't want to enjoy it. You don't want to have fun. Yeah. Remember the great state of Medilla, the name of my Tuesday show. Mm. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Exactly. Which, Which is why those listening with the Ahsoka series, if you're listening, leave your baggage at the door. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, like last one in the hat, I'd say, since you mentioned that, uh, it's definitely the uh, the dark tree on Dagobah mm -hmm. uh, is a moment for me. You know the. Uh, the moment where basically it just all plays out. And if Luke's not careful, he's going to go the same route his father did. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something that's gotten, like I mentioned earlier, that's, that's grown up with me. I, it, it's, it's gotten more meaning as I've grown up. Um, and, and, but it always speaks very loudly uh it, it can be just as simple as a premonition, but, you know, I feel like in the full context of the story of Luke's journey and Anakin's journey, it has a, a bigger meaning. And, you know, again, it coupled very well with George's big intent, because there's moments where George speaks very loud and clearly through his creation. And then there's other moments where he just does stuff. Yeah. But, um, George is very big on, you know, you're always a choice away from being the good guy or the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you know, the choice was choosing to fight, uh, to, to slay Vader rather than redeem him, to save him. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's definitely that m kind of thing that catches me of just like trying to be thoughtful, trying to be in the moment 
kind of make sure that the choices I make are the best choice possible or, or as much as I can help it. Um, because you never know the effects it's going to have. You never know yeah. uh, what the, the, the next thing is going to be because of the choices you made. And so um, Dagobah has always been a big one for me. Mm. So can't yeah. deny the wisdom of Yoda. For sure not. Yep. So uh, with that, we'll turn it over to the audience. Uh, we'll, whoever uh, listens to uh, this lovely, lovely show, maybe we already mentioned your moments. Uh, maybe we didn't. Uh, I guarantee there's so many more we didn't talk about, but we could have. Um, but uh, we'll leave that for uh, our audience and for maybe a future show. Uh, because there's just so many fields in Star Wars. And so uh, hopefully uh, everybody jumps on the bandwagon to, to kind of expand this conversation. But definitely thank you, Brennan, for introducing <laughs> the topic and, and for uh, being willing to join us to chat about it, too. Uh, You're welcome. Always, always appreciate having you on. With yeah, you. And if you're listening out there and you were feeling something during these movies, don't deny that feeling. Exactly. Never deny it. Exactly. Uh, unless it's like... Unless it's a bad feeling. Yeah, you might need some pep joke. Um, I always need pep <laughs> But, um, Brennan, for those that may not know, um, as we mentioned, you have your own podcast. Uh, can you plug where the good folks at home can find you? Yep, you can find me on Twitter slash X. At Brennan Mystical. You can follow me on threads and Instagram. At Brennan Blue, you can follow my podcast. Page Turners, they were not on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Great. Definitely worth uh, checking Brennan out. Not only do uh, his episodes feature great thoughtful moments, but also uh, great guests, interviews, all kinds of stuff. Um, so A lot of hot takes. A lot and a lot of hot takes. Um, Good hot takes. Every now and then, he even lowers his standard and uh, has us on there. Um, uh, but uh, we are definitely grateful for friends like Brennan, and we're also grateful for our other patrons who help support the show, help make uh, make doing what we do possible, talking about the things we love and feel, and all that good stuff. So, exactly. mm -hmm. uh, if we can keep a schedule, which all right, no promises at this point. We, we're trying our darndest, Who's to say? Um, but so is life. And so um, ideally we will be sitting down to talk about either Qui-Gon or the Mario movie. We're going to flip a coin, and it also depends on whether or not our friend's schedule aligns. But yes, <laughs> one way or the other, so, uh, that you'll be getting some good news from us. We have our way of getting around struck movies. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, exactly. So, uh, yes, uh, looking forward to that. Either way, we'll be doing something when we are uh, soonest able to do so. So follow us everywhere for uh, the latest updates on all of that. And for our own hot takes uh, over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and as always, do you want, you want to, you want to? Oh, do I? You want to? Uh, it's like and also Rod of the Hut. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. 